You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Happy birthday, Scout! Aw, thanks. Yay! Scout is 28. Oh, that's right. I would like to emphasize the late twents. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. How do you feel? Does it feel any different from 27? You know what? It kind of does because it's creeping up to 30. You're you're creeping. You're creeping up there. I I feel older. And usually every birthday I don't. Like my 21st birthday I felt older, obviously, but... This one's a little more, um, you know, like next year I'll be 29. Yeah, like that's you know, like on the edge of the you cliff. Know, like 30s just around the corner. No, but I'm like excited for 30s. I feel like 30s are going to be where I where I thrive. See, I don't think so. I think 40s are where you thrive because oh. 30s is when you have kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like, not a thriving moment. That's not a thriving moment. People think that 30s are the best. That's what they say because you're... I mean, once you're 30, you're a lot more, like, financially stable. You've kind of got your shit together. You're, you're, like, really adulting. And you're you're coming into your own. It feels like you have some sense of, of worth and, yeah. and purpose. But at the same time, you've got two little kids that are very little. Oh, it, do you have two little kids? I <laughs> will in my 30s. <laughs> oh, wow. So what did we do to celebrate? So Belle? we are at Estancia in La Jolla. It's the most beautiful hotel. Um, and we are having it's like a wedding central over here. Every time I walk out in my robe, there's a wedding happening. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Because it's the perfect place for a wedding. It's I know, gorgeous. but it's just like it, the wedding, the 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 part where they have the wedding ceremony is, right is very our... central to where everyone's rooms are. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like when you walk out to go to the pool, there's a wedding happening. I know it's. So I'd beautiful. be so pissed as a bride though if I saw my Maddie Mayo in a fucking robe walking across my wedding. No, 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 they don't even notice you. Don't worry. Okay. So good. yeah, we're here to stop. Oh, so I'm not the center of attention. No, you're not oh, the center of attention. It, 
in your robe. Um, we're at Estancia, and we're here. It's me, my husband, Adam, Mads, Ben, and then my f- good friend, Katie Kai, and her husband. And we're doing a little staycation here. We've been at the pool, drinking wine. And then last night, we went out to dinner with all my friends at Puesto. Yes. Which was so fun. It was rowdy. Was it rowdy? I don't know. I was like... I. I was drunker than I thought I yes, you was were. supposed to be. You also, like, abused me in the bathroom. Oh, I did? Yeah, we were dancing Oh, there's cute. video evidence. Yeah, we were dancing really cute in the bathroom together, and then you pushed me against the wall. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, so, you know, can't can't hang out with you without getting a little physical abuse yeah. going on. Yikes. Um, no, so that was, that was such a fun time. I didn't know you had so many friends. 17 I mean, people showed up. I was like, who? What? Yeah, I have wow, a lot of friends. You're, you're beloved. Oh, I am beloved. Virgo season. Oh, God. Do you know what Virgos is? Not really. Yeah, me neither. I know, like, a few things, but we yeah. did it with, um, we did our charts, remember? And I'm, like, a Virgo with, like, a Libra rising I think I'm double something. cancer. You are double cancer. Which I don't, I still don't understand what it means. We should look into that. I know. We need to have an astrologer. Astrologer? Astrologist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On pod. If you guys, if anyone's listening that's an astrologist... Slide into the DMs. Slide into you know the how DMs. to how to reach us. Also, uh, we have a secret Facebook group. Ooh, yes, we do. That is way as fun. It's called OK Sisters. The T E R S is in parentheses. It's very easy to find out. Don't don't trip yourself up. Um, and it's it's popping off in there. It's so fun. It's so fun. Girls are posting their wedding videos, which is so exciting to see. Oh my god, it yeah, makes me so it's happy. It's a cute little community over there. Also, if you are willing to write and subscribe and leave a comment a review it really helps us out and if you know a girl that you're like damn she would love okay sister like recommend us you know yeah Yeah. pass it along make Mm -hmm. someone's day Mm -hmm. yeah totally um all right so should we get into the guest of today um yes we should we have brooke from wink she's the director of wine which i mean just like dream job dream job that's uh, uh, can you imagine if your title in life was director of wine especially at a place like wink i know millennial central over there yeah summer water mm. mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they, they mm-hmm. she gave us some wine glasses that say wink and those are our wine glasses at my office yeah it's it was such a delightful conversation she is so cool and rad oh, and then so also rad. just like a wealth of knowledge about wine and uh her job is just to like fly around the world and develop wink's wines which is it was really cool to learn that wink like develops so many wine brands for different target demographics right they're very analytical and data-driven in in the way that they make decisions in Mm -hmm. terms of what types of wine to develop and make and i didn't know that all of those wines were developed by them like i thought that it was a retailer that that's what i thought sold external wines but no Mm -hmm. they make every single brand distinct which is incredible it makes I mean, me you have guys so much have more probably heard of respect. summer water yeah so That's summer water like is one of their brands one of their brands yeah yeah it's so mean, good i love summer water if you've been on instagram you know what summer water is yeah it's so good it's a rosé we need to get the the magnum i want the keg for my <gasps> office that okay yes we're gonna get the keg i'm gonna email we gotta brooke. get the keg hey brooke get me the keg hey brooke <laughs> Get we us the we keg. need a summer water keg. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's when you know you've made it. Is when your office That's has when you a know you're, you're a startup is when you have a summer water keg. When you're a millennial startup. Yeah, that's me, dude. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy, sisters. This is such a good one. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a glass. Yeah, of summer water. And enjoy. Bye. 
Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? 
Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Brooke began interning at a burgeoning wine subscription company, Wink, which has since grown into one of the fastest growing wine companies in the U.S. and has established a strong presence in premium restaurants and retailers nationwide. Prior to graduation, Brooke's internship at Wink transitioned into a full-time position when she was hired as associate wine director. She was immediately inspired by Wink's mission to make high-quality varietals more accessible to consumers and enable them to explore and experience wine with ease. For the last four years, Brooke has accompanied a pivotal role in the company and has been heavily involved in each step of the winemaking process. Process. Not only is Brooke responsible for running the financials of the wine program and managing inventory across multiple channels, but Brooke works hand-in-hand -hand with Wink's winemaking team to build and expand Wink's impressive portfolio. This involves all important, important technical aspects, including sourcing grapes, choosing the vineyards, directing farming techniques, and making picking decisions as well as creative elements like designing the labels and curating the brand narrative for each wine without further ado brooke hello god damn, god damn that was a mouthful so you're the wine queen yeah huh? that's a good one <laughs> i've been called wine fairy before oh that's, that's cute too good. yeah I like because that. i like to just like on fridays i'll walk around the office and like drop bottles of wine on people's desks okay so I, that was gonna be my first <laughs> like how question how much do you guys drink yeah i was office? gonna say are your oh. happy hours like out of control you guys just always drunk no it's just it's everywhere so yeah. people are used to it so People don't go like crazy when right. it's Right. It's there. like you're like a, at a just, it's like a nice little buzz exactly. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I love no, that. No, I think she meant more people don't really drink it that much yeah. because it's always there. Not oh, that people are correct. drinking constantly. <laughs> correct. Correct. Good Lord. Yes. Oh, I would be drinking constantly. I would be drinking if I worked constantly. at Wink. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that we have summer, summer water? water on tap at the office. What? Can I? Okay. 
can you get can you like purchase that yeah in a keg you can get kegs of summer <gasps> water i just opened my <laughs> I think I office just jizzed a little bit yeah i think you did too <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i just opened an office i'm gonna get that shit yeah just a ru- oh summer water keg that's that is my dream that's mm-hmm. my dream that's oh my, my gosh dream. okay before we get into too much of the wine talk let's do current fixations okay so mine is something – so I was listening to our early episodes the other day because I'm self-absorbed, and I was realizing that I haven't brought this up in a long time, and when we started the podcast, you were like, please don't talk about this the entire time, so I think it's time to resurface. Oh, no. My love for Haruki Murakami, the author, the Japanese author. I am currently re- reading his book, and I don't know how to pronounce the title, so bear with me. <laughs> Killing Commendator? Commendator? I don't know. But um, The fact that this is your current fixation, you can't even – Say it. Well, it's not my fault. I don't know what that word means. Oh, well, <laughs> you could have done a little more research. Well, but that's okay. you know me, never prepared. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I've just started reading it this weekend, and I'm. I, it's been a while since I read a Murakami novel. I'm obsessed with all of his books. He is the most phenomenal author you will ever read in your entire life. And this one's like over a thousand pages. It's a big one, and I even bought it hardcover. And I hate hardcover books, but I was like, I just need the new one. You know what I mean? I need the new one. Mm. So I'm in the middle of that right now. Well, I'm in the beginning, I should say. But um, I'm just rediscovering my love for Murakami. Wow, I'm very. I've. I've hats off to you. Oh, thanks. Great. You really uh, <laughs> are sympathizing with me over yeah. here. I still need to read him. Well, I still have it. on you. So. I know. Yeah, I've never read anything. Yeah. You need to give me, uh, it's just, you need to give me one recommendation. I know, There's but too it's many. so hard to pick because the well, shorter one isn't like his other ones and you only like short books. So it's like, what yeah. do I do? Yeah. It's a little, it's a big pickle over here. I yeah. put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so my current fixation, I know I spoke at length about this in a previous intro, but it deserves a spot on my current fixation list. Taylor Swift's new album, Lover. Mm. And in particular, the song, I Forgot That You Existed. So our listeners are probably exhausted of me talking about this song, but it's just such an empowering and relatable message. And, you know, finally feeling free from someone or something that has been taking up so much of your headspace. It just feels, and obviously, like, the beat is so catchy, which is part of like the architecture of a Taylor Swift song. Um, but I'm thoroughly fixated. I just, it is on repeat and I fucking love it. Yeah, you just played it for me for the first time and I have to say, I really love it. It's also one of those songs where you, the first time you, you know, it doesn't have to grow on you. It the doesn't. first time you hear it, you're just like, okay, I'm sold. It's great. I still haven't listened to it. Oh my I know. God. I live under a rock. <laughs> I'm, with like you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You're like I live under All a rock. I do is like travel and work. I don't travel, you know? but I, I work. Ooh, do you travel for work? Yes. Okay, we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay, Brooke, what's your current fixation? Um, so my current fixation is meditation and specifically sound baths. Ooh, and everything that comes with all of that. So everything from aromatherapy to crystals to all of it. I'm absolutely obsessed. So do you go to sound baths or do you like listen to both? Okay, got it. So I do meditations at home home mm-hmm. pretty often um but my favorite thing in the world is to go to a sound bath mm-hmm. and I always say that it makes me feel drunk because yeah. sometimes like your eyes are kind of blurry when you walk out of there and they tell you to like take a minute to start driving oh but I don't God. suggest going drunk because it's actually more enjoyable yeah. sober <laughs> PSA uh, PSA um but yeah I love just the community and being in a room with people and then having those sound bowls and the physical vibration like feel through your body is 
like incredible to are me. there places that you go here in LA yeah so I normally go to unplug meditation yes. and Susie shout out to Susie the one in Brentwood or the one in Brentwood Westwood? okay they call it Santa Monica but it's or, Brentwood yeah. same I know thing. it is Brentwood right yeah. yeah and Susie's like the most amazing sound bath crystal bowl Person. Have you ever done breath work before? Yes, it scares me. Really, it does. It is. Oh, I love breath it work. It makes you. It does. It kind of makes you feel drunk as well. Like yeah. it makes you feel like your body is because you're pumping so much oxygen. In. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a really cool, cool concept. Mm-hmm. I know. I've only done a few of them, so I need to do more before I get more comfortable. But like, I, I love in the beginning. They're like, if you like pass out, it's okay. <laughs> I'm here for you. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, uh, <laughs> Ari says if you start bawling, it's okay. Because I some people yeah. just start crying in breath work. That yeah. So wild. It's insane. So I yeah. no, I do like breath work as well, but it's definitely intense. Like sound bath is more Mellow. relaxing and breath work is kinda like high intensity. Important, but yeah. like more yeah. intense. Do you <laughs> use an app to do it at home? Yeah, so Insight Timer yes. I'm starting I to play that. with. I love yeah, Insight Timer. Yeah, that's good. So that's my so, new thing. Yeah. Oh, and podcasts. I love podcast so kelsey patel magic vibes podcast she's my like total obsession um she talks about like things and has guests on a lot of the time and then she'll do a meditation at the end or like yoga nidra at the end or different hypnotherapy at the end of it so that's that is cool i have to check that out yeah Yeah. that seems way up your alley scout yeah mads you want to go to sound bath with me Okay. Actually, I I do love Unplug and I love the Den. Have you been to the Den? No. Oh my god, it's so so cute. So there's one on La Brea and then they just opened one in like Studio City, okay. but it feels more like home. Like Unplug mm. to me is very clean and modern and you know simplistic, but the Den is just like really cozy. It feels like your living room and it's more just like textures and yeah, it's meditation. It's the same type of deal, but it's yeah. um. They are very different vibes, but they're so. I just love this new trend of like boutique, like meditation shops popping up. I love it. Yeah, I, I it's amazing, and I think the sense of community is also incredible. Right. So, like as much as I love meditation, I love getting into a room with people with the same intentions as you. Absolutely. Like I was just watching the documentary about Woodstock last night, and Ooh. they were saying that it was like peaceful because everyone came with this intention of like this is going to be a peaceful enjoyable yeah. music driven concert and then there was like not violence so i don't know yeah. no random tie-in but right. like the just the intention of coming to a space yeah. to like relax and be in a sense of community is so powerful at also the same time you, you meditate longer when you're in a class like yeah. i when i meditate on my own it's really hard for me to go past 10 minutes but i did i took a i went to this um like spiritual prayer thing and we meditated for the first hour and I meditated for the entire hour and I was blown away because yeah. I can barely get through 10 minutes on my own. So it's a really it's a good way to actually get quality meditation in. Completely agree with that. And it's, it's so way easier. F- it's so fun to see the people that come because it's just there's like businessmen, but then there's <laughs> also just like more hippie women or whatever. And it's just this culmination of different walks of life and people just coming from different areas yeah and you're just like wait we're all here to just sit down and i mean breathe. people watching is like my second favorite thing I, to do in the world I so agree. people Amen. watching at meditation is fantastic yeah, it's <laughs> so true 
Okay, let's get back to wine. Okay. <sighs> Our favorite topic. Our fa- I, I just recently became a wine lover. Oh. Yes. So, Scout is a Sauvignon Blanc woman. Me too. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. There we go. Fab. There we go. Mm-hmm. I dabble into the rosé, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm into um, Chardonnay, mm-hmm. and I love rosé. I'm a basic person in it when it comes to that regard. I... I'm obviously a big summer, uh, summer water fan, but um, let's talk about how your interest in wine developed. Like this, has this always been a passion of yours? Yeah. So it started with my father. Um, I uh, just grew up around wine. My dad always had wine. He collected stuff from California, Italy, France. Um, and to me, like, again, it goes back to the sense of community. It's about, sh- that's why I love food and wine is that it brings people together and it's something that you share with people. Like I actually very infrequently will pour myself a glass of wine by myself. Um, I think it's around me all the time too. So again, like I don't feel the need to, but I love that it brings people together. And so for me, I always associated wine with my family and with family dinners And so, um, and I've also been obsessed with educating myself, constantly taking classes and just doing everything I can to increase my own intellectual knowledge and everything. And so when I was working um, in finance before business school, post undergrad, um, I wanted to take classes and just continue my education. And I took a wine class and I was like, holy shit, everyone loves their job. Everyone's excited about the topic. Like I went from like, you know, dealing with annuities and options and stocks to like walking into a room and being like, wait, I can work in this wine thing. Um, and then it really just lit up for me because it's a way to experience the world. And we are going to talk about travel and stuff, but it's not just traveling to places, but it's cultures, it's people, it's food, it's history. Um, all comes together in this also like really creative package at the same time. So I realized that there's just so many, so much more to wine than just drinking an alcoholic beverage that I just became so fascinated with. And I love that I can never stop learning about wine. There's always a new wine to learn about, a new variety I've never heard of, a new region, a new winery, a new winemaker, and that will never end. And I kind of love that part about wine. That is so, it's a dream. That's a dream. (laughs) Also, I mean, I I like what you said though, because uh, like learning about wine does have this level of sophistication and elegance uh, about it. It doesn't feel like, it's some trivial profession. It really feels like a very serious, but also, as you said, like creative and, and community building type of thing. And it's, it's, you know, it's not finance. It's not this like serious thing. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. In the way that it's so different from other alcohol. It's like growing up, like in high school and college, we would just like buy Smirnoff and take the shots (laughs) and get really drunk. And that was great. But, like, I never enjoyed alcohol. I was just, like, trying to get drunk or whatever. And now that, you know, I'm, I'm older and not reckless, um, I uh. love... Okay, you know what? <laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself. Um, I love the fact that wine is, like, this really slow quality moment for yourself or the person sitting next to you or, the, like, the dinner table you're at. It's so much more of a moment than it is, you know, like something that is more intense when it comes to other alcohols yeah and I think that connects like to why I love working for Wink as well because um we are we always say that there's a story in every bottle a bottle on every table and that's exactly what we're trying to do at Wink is like kind of bring people together and bring a reason to like drink wine and sit together and everything and appreciate it which is 
really interesting and fun. Yes. So how did you start with Wink? How, oh, like, yeah. Because it was, <laughs> like, oh, to talk to talk, this was a very beginning <laughs> stages. Okay. So I was um, working in finance, as I said, at Wells Fargo, um, and I started taking classes at UCLA Extension. They have seven wine classes you can take. I got a certificate in wine education and management through that program, started a business school, and was like, I really like wine. I have these two years, essentially, of classes, um, but, like, how the fuck do I actually work in wine? Like, how do I make that jump? Um, and so, in business school, the amazing thing is that you have, I went to UCLA, um, and you have this incredible network of people. So, I started reaching out to people in the wine industry, and one of the first connections I made um, was consulting for what we, we were Club W at the time, only doing the direct-to-consumer subscription. And so, she was an Anderson alumni, um, and so I basically started talking to her and then our conversation ended and I just immersed myself in as much wine as I could. I had friends and mentors in the space that I was just learning from. I went to a conference just to like learn more and be there at like this work conference. And I was like, I don't have any business here, but I just want to immerse myself in it. Um, and then um, I un- ended up joining the wine club at, at um, Anderson and everything. Anyways, so the woman I spoke to, um, Paula V, she called me up one day and was like, hey, we're looking for a social media intern. Are you interested? And I was like, hell yeah, I'm interested. I was like, I'll do anything to get my foot in the door. It's just an awesome company and I want to learn more about the wine industry. Um, and so I started um, doing all of our social media. So I think we had less than a thousand followers on Instagram at the time when I started. Now we're over... 50,000 or more than that um and I ran our Instagram our Pinterest our Google page like every Google what up plus or whatever whatever that 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 was was. (laughs) Tumblr like I threw it all out there I ran and then um I got offered a full that was just part-time and then I got offered a full summer internship with them and ran all of our blog content and so because I had that wine education I was able to talk about our wines and food and wine pairings Mm. And then fast forward a little over a year after I originally started at Wink, I was graduating from business school and they needed someone to come on the wine team. And so I was able to transition um, to the wine team and the company has just been incredible. It's allowed me to grow with them. Um, I've been there for over five and a half years now and really been able to grow in my role and the company has grown so much too. So like, it's a totally different company than when I started. I'm in a totally different role than when I started, but like, it couldn't be more interesting or exciting and just incredible. Well, I just realized for those, some people might not know what Wink is, which is weird, but can you explain a little bit about what Wink is and what makes it unique? Yeah. So Wink, um, we call ourselves the first modern winery. Um, so we, as we said, we started as a subscription company. So we were digitally native and we um, are monthly subscription uh, company and you all the subscriptions start at four bottles a month and our wine start at $13 a bottle. And when you sign up, you take a quick quiz online about how you take your coffee, if you like lemons and mushrooms. It's supposed to be really approachable and easy to understand if you don't know anything about wine or if you know a bit about wine. Um, and then we recommend wines to your palate. And then as you go along, you rate your wines and we get better and better at recommending wines to you. And you can always skip a month. You can change the wines. It's just recommendations. We don't force anything upon you. There's like full flexibility. So we create all the brands and wines in-house. So we're actually producing the wines, creating the brands. Um, we have an awesome in-house creative team. And so we're, we realize that 
things like summer water, there was demand for that external of just the subscription company. So in 2016, we launched um, wholesale as well. And now we're available in 45, 48 something states <laughs> nationwide um, wholesale as well. So you can find us at Whole Foods. Um, you can find us at high-end restaurants and retailers especially here in southern california where we're based so we have a strong presence here and so now we have that full presence um externally digitally and um in brick and mortar so every wine you guys offer is yours correct oh i didn't know that (laughs) yeah i thought you guys sourced from other Other wineries i had no idea that's crazy yeah so we work like i like to think about it as domestic and international because it's a little bit different if it's here in california Mm. because we also make a ton of international wines um so here in california we're sourcing grapes from growers we don't own vineyards but we're sourcing them directly from growers We get to be involved in the picking decisions, as you mentioned, everything, the farming techniques, everything from grape to glass we have control over. Um, And then we make the wines out of it and we put it into the brands that we created and we'll we're creating, you know, new brands every year, every quarter. We're coming out with all these new brands. And then internationally, this is where the travel comes in. Um, So I get to travel around the world. I'm in charge of interfacing with all of our international winemakers. And so we have them make wines for us that are specific just to Wink. Um, And they make those wines for us in their countries. And then we ship it here to California and bottle it here. Um, And one of the other really important things about Wink is that we use, we're very consumer driven. So we use the data that we have from the consumers, you know, for the six years that we've been basically producing all of our own wines um, to understand what they like what they want yeah yeah and then we make in. wines like it's how, like we can talk about keep it chill in a minute but mm-hmm. then we make wines that we know that they're going to enjoy and that they're going to like and fill potentially a white space either in the wine industry as a whole or in our portfolio um and so that's really important for us so wow. d- data and analytics are huge component into what drives yeah. you guys to create new products yeah and that's why like i'm able to be successful in my role is because i have this finance business school economics background where a huge part of my role is understanding customer like the ratings and reorder rates and customer all that stuff yeah like they, yeah. bottles per order and all of those customer habits and then taking that and actually creating a wine portfolio off of that that's better than the year before um and then also doing all the budgeting and all the numbers and stuff so it all ties into this role wow. which is so cool wow okay so you guys are creating all of these different brands for every single one so every like Correct. label we see and all those really cute is Package. wink is wink yes Yes. would have known. <laughs> I thought just summer water was wink. Damn. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I am too. very ignorant. We, we oh, my are, God. This is amazing. Behind. Yeah, that's amazing. So I know that you probably, well, you obviously work with the, like, branding and the creative team. But, yeah. like, can you talk to us about what goes into creating a whole new brand every single wine? Yeah. That is wild. So, I mean, the it's because we're such a diverse portfolio, it depends on what we're talking about here. Um, so, like, I have light and space in front of me, so I'm going to talk about this bottle because I'm a visual person. So, so, what happened with light and space is that we got um, access to this really awesome Cabernet Franc vineyard, and we were like, what can we do that's kind of fun and unique and different with this Cabernet Franc fruit? And so so we brought it into the winery and um, we made a carbonic wine, which basically means that the fer- you don't crush the berries. And so the fermentation actually starts to occur inside of each individual berry. And it gives you this really interesting kind of like poppy, punchy flavor in the wine. It's how Beaujolais Nouveau is made. Um, 
but Beaujolais Nouveau normally is like launched really quickly and it's like a quick release wine and people call it like the Thanksgiving wine. It's I've from France. I've never even heard of this word. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> wine. I know. I'm trying not, <laughs> I don't want to get too technical here. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so the point is that it's carbonic. So it's like kind of this like funky, interesting winemaking technique. And so we had this wine. Oh, and this is a natural wine too. So we we're like, we're not going to add anything to this wine. So um, natural wine basically means that you're not adding anything to the wine except maybe a little bit of sulfur and you're just shepherding those grapes through the winemaking process and allowing them to just be whatever that they were set to be in whatever course of action was going to happen from the beginning manipulating them or like adding correct which is like for the most part we try and do that on all of our wines but um this one specifically we were like we're not touching it at all we're letting it do its thing all native yeast um very little sulfur added um and so this wine then sat in um neutral oak barrels for 18 months and so it's like super complex it's got some spice on there some floral notes some nice fruit all the stuff anyways back to the branding so we have this <laughs> awesome <laughs> the point is we have this awesome super special interesting wine that we're really excited about so we said okay how are we gonna brand this wine and um so we thought that like light and space was kind of fun because it was like alluding to like literally space and the wine was supposed to just like kind of go off on its own and so like if it was terrible it could have been terrible <laughs> if it was great we'd just like shoot for the stars yes. like it works okay. out either way <laughs> yeah it's a win-win so and brian smith who's um my boss and one of the co-founders of the company our chief wine officer who's like my inspiration for life. Um, what a great title. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Chief wine officer. I know. So he came up with this whole concept. It was an art movement and he loved that this wine was I know like, about that art movement actually. I've yeah. about it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So he loved that this wine was kind of artistic and it was this nod to creative processes. And so he was just researching and we always go deep into research and Wikipedia and all kinds of stuff for our brands. And we all, we like to start with a name um, first because names are really hard to come up with. That are unique and not taken in the wine space so he figured we figured out that light and space wasn't taken we thought it was an awesome name and then he found this um really cool artist his name is Matthew Fisher and he created this piece of art and so we kind of brought it all together and then we took his piece of art and our creative team you know made the cool font and like put it all together into a label um that comes on the bottle so that's like we love working wow. with artists and creatives and people in the industry like in the creative artistic industry yeah. and then sometimes it's more graphic design or in-house but that's just one way we come about branding is finding an outside artist but i i love the emphasis on on art and making mm-hmm. sure that it's aesthetically pleasing as uh, in addition to being obviously tasty and beautiful but the the designs are just it's compelling it makes it draws people in maddie's yeah. main criteria for drinking wine is that the bottle is cute i know which is so sad i judge of i judge of she bottle judges a bottle yeah cover. no she judges what is it a, ju- a judge a bottle, bottle of wine by yeah, its yeah, cover yeah. yeah i mean that's like yeah i don't blame you and yeah. i'm totally fine with yeah. people doing that and i like 
I think that how it looks is really important. Yeah. And then how, and you know, we're talking about me looking at analytics, right? So whether a customer actually pulls it off the shelf or sees an email and buys that wine is hugely important. Totally. And so that's one element of like, okay, is this brand successful to me? Does this look cool? And then the next thing is, okay, when they actually taste the wine, do they like it? Do they rate it well? Do they reorder it? Do they get more of that right. wine? So then that starts to tell me the whole story. And that's where we see success when not only is it a pretty wine, but it's good wine and then people buy it again. Absolutely. And that's the X factor and that's what, you know, Summer Water has tenfold and but whatever. It, especially as, like, you know, a wine subscription where you're not necessarily and well, I mean, you guys are, you know, wholesale now, but when yeah. you're not necessarily going into a retail store, looking at all the wine, talking to the person there, getting to know what's going on, I feel like you have to, I, that, I, the rely is not the, not the right word, but it has to be visually appealing mm-hmm. t- to want to, you know, t- to move forward with something like that. So I think that the way you guys position all of your branding is so smart. Yeah. So you nodded to the new uh, Summer Water, the red one that's chilled. Because yes. I, ad- I assume it's because your customers were like, we want a chilled red wine or we want something to drink in the summer that's not, that's chilled, but it's also uh, part of the red family. Yep. Am I correct? Okay. Absolutely correct. So it's so funny because my friend Micah works wink and you guys know him and he brought me this and i tell him like bring me summer water and he <laughs> brought me the huge one that you guys have and we have well, i mean we're not gonna obviously drink it we have it beautifully like displayed in no, our bar cart i know so you're not gonna drink all that we'll no, give no, you another one <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a work of art it's huge it's it's amazing i haven't seen this oh it's great so he brought me this one because and I'm not a big red drinker because because I don't like drinking lukewarm Same. wine. Same. So he was like, no, this is chilled. Like, just try it. And I, I mean, loved it. It's yeah. incredible. It's definitely like it's its own category of wine. It's punchy. It's refreshing, which is weird yeah. to say for a red wine. Yeah. I literally drink this straight out of the fridge. And so like um, just to get slightly technical, the things that make a red wine good for chilling is that they need to have good acidity and they need to not not be too alcoholic because when you chill oh. things, they taste more alcoholic. So this was a wine oh, interesting. So where we talk about branding and how each thing is unique. This one, we started with the wine, light and space. We started with the wine and then went to the brand. Keep it chill. We started with the concept and the brand. And so we've been saying, you know, summer water, our tagline has been keep it chill for a really long time. And we started talking about like, you know, our members are trending towards these lighter reds. They like it when we talk about chilling reds. We think that there's something here. We know that in France and Europe and a lot of educated wine people in the U.S. are already drinking their reds cold. But we think that that's not totally mainstream. And so there's this opportunity to get in front of this potential trend. And also we could tie it to summer water because we can use summer water's tagline of keep it chill. And we're literally telling you what to do with the wine by calling it keep it chill and so we want this wine literally in the cold box you know at the store next to summer water it's like I always say this wine is also a bit less seasonal because in the summer I end my night with a chilled red in the Mm. winter I start my night with a chilled red and move on to heavier red so I think it's perfect with turkey and thanksgiving like we were talking about the (laughs) other thanksgiving wine it's great in the summer as a chilled red um so, yeah, we really just saw this demand for customers wanting lighter bodied reds that didn't weigh them down, that wasn't super alcoholic. And we came up with a brand and then engineered a wine 
engineered really yeah. just talked to our winemaker partner yeah. in France and um, made a wine with him um, that we thought would do well with this. Um, and so there's keep it chill. I love how methodical and logical you guys are in these processes. Like yeah. this is so telling of how successful Wink has become. And I think it is paramount to understand your consumer and to like be obsessed with their, their trends and their habits. And you guys have, definitely succeeded in doing that well, I, have a, I have a question that has nothing to do with reds yes but, um <laughs> i uh i just <laughs> thought of this i'm so excited so I ha- there's this bar right across the street from my house which is closing and i want to die <laughs> um and i went with this girl who knew a lot about wine and she's like you like sauvignon blanc you'll like an albarino and i was mm. like what's an albarino like i've never even heard of that word before so what is an albarino? Oh, so it's a Spanish grape variety, um, white grape variety. Technically, you say albarino because oh, there's no. You're okay. Oh God, I'm like albarino. <laughs> you fucking albarino, <laughs> white girl. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so it's a Spanish grape variety, um, and it's you know grown in the mostly the northern part of Spain, the Rioja Baixas. Okay, I definitely said is that, that <laughs> wrong. So like, We're all I like. I know you know. To properly say all these wine words, yeah. I need to know Spanish, Italian, Every French, single, exactly. Austrian, German. I ca- I can't. I, I give so up. I really lot. try. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, so it's from the Rioja Baixas area, um, most notably in Spain. That's where you find the most expensive, like most common ones. Um, but you find it other places. We make some out of California, um, out of Lodi, uh, this little like island vineyard, and oh no. Yeah, I don't know. In Lodi. So, um, Albarino is just like a super delicious white wine. Um, It's not quite as acidic as Sauvignon Blanc, but it's still super crisp and refreshing. And it's got a little bit more floral notes, like maybe white flowers and a little bit more of that stone fruit, like white peach thing going on. Um, It can get all the way to like pineapple and some of those tropical fruits, but not, not all the time. And so if you're getting one that's well-made and not too warm of a, cli- a climate, you will still get that nice acidity, that nice refreshing thing that you like on Sauvignon Blanc, but probably just a little bit more aromatic and floral. Wow. So, yeah. You should try an Albert. Yeah. Albarino. 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 I just did like an Italian accent. I don't know what I did over there. I don't know what came out of your I don't know what that was. Okay, I have two questions. One, so if we like very dry white wines yes. what is something we need to try from wink oh god um it's a great <laughs> question actually yeah. because Ugh. we're going to buy it so yeah i mean um okay let me just think about this for a second because i also have to so i'm always forward thinking oh okay. so i'm like oh in 2020 you we're should try this side <laughs> So, and also, um, a lot of our wines sell out very quickly. So, I'm going to okay. give you a couple options. Okay, so, great. one is our far and wide Gruner Veltlinger. So, it's from right. Austria. So, Austrian wine is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, we actually just made a Zweigelt as well, which we just nice. bottled today, but it hasn't come out on the site yet. Also, far and wide from Austria. So, there's like... That's the white and the red. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the far and wide Gruner Veltlinger, um, it's similar to Albarino, but not quite as floral, I think. A little bit more on that crisp side. So kind of in that same family of wines. Um, and it's delicious. It's just like really good. And far and wide. So for this brand, I said, hey, 
make up a brand where I can just go travel the world and bring back cool wines. <laughs> what a criteria. <laughs> what a job. Like, oh, run with it. <laughs> I literally was like, hey, branding team, can we make a, <laughs> a brand? Cool wine. Can I go to Austria? <laughs> um, and they were like, sure. What wines do you want to put under it? Oh God, <laughs> so I, I came up it. with this brand. Wow, what power do you have? <laughs> I love this. That's amazing. <laughs> So this was, that one's amazing. So I love that wine. It's delicious. And I think it's less than 15 bucks. So like super well-priced. The other one um, is Independent White Blend. Mm. So it's a Pinot Gris and a Pinot Blanc um, from Napa Valley, actually. And it's from this, it's all organic, natural, that the whole shebang. Okay. Um, but it's a bit more expensive. I can't remember the exact price, but it's sure. in the high 20s, I think, on our, on our website. Um, and it's just super crisp, the perfect balance of like floral, acid, citrus, like the whole thing. Awesome. Um, and then we also have awesome Sauvignon Blanc. So Adder Sounds is our New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. We, like, we like New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. New Zealand has some good yeah. white wines. Yeah. They're so tangy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're Ooh, tangy. Look at me. Oh, oh bam. Oh, the damn. wine terms. So basically a psalm, you know. Yep. So New Zealand um picks grapes like weeks apart from each other. So they'll do multiple picks. So in New Zealand, Sauvignon Blanc, more so than other places that make Sauvignon Blanc, like California and France, you're going to get like grassy notes and a little bit of green bell pepper and tons of citrus. But then you oh also God. get this like guava, like... Um, I can't remember the exact fruit they call it right now, but it's like you also get towards that like, um, you know, uh, tropical fruit spectrum a little bit more with New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. So they're just so aromatic and there's so much going on with them because they do those multiple picks of the grapes. OK, that's so re- interesting. Real talk. Do you actually taste those or do you just know that they taste that way? <laughs> That's a really good <laughs> question. That's a good one. Yeah. Like, I, did you read this somewhere? people are saying this, I'm like, I don't know if no, there's any guava on here. People that know wines have to retain so much goddamn information in their yeah. head. Yeah. I, un- yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. It's insane. So, um, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> okay. Part of it's bullshit, but part of it's real. <laughs> I, <laughs> we love you for saying yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. No, I mean, I could, but you, you could probably taste, I mean, I can't taste. I could taste a shitty wine versus a nice wine. Uh, okay. That's but where like, it is. Or a sweet wine like versus floral. a dry yeah, wine. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, okay, it's not bullshit. Like, it's real. We do taste yeah. them. Yeah. But it's, a, like, tasting's a muscle. Tasting and smelling is a muscle. So, like, I have bad days where I'm just, like, I get strawberry and everyone else looks at me in the room and it's like blackberry. And I'm like, okay, well it's a fruit. (laughs) 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 You know, like we all have different days and uh, speaking of meditation and I believe in the moon cycles and all of that. And depending on if it's a root day or a fruit day or a flower day, like you're going to smell different things in wines. So yeah, I mean, there are, it is a skill and it's something that, you know, I've done a lot of schooling on and I have W set certifications on and I like have all this stuff. So yeah, it's a skill and I've gotten much better at it in my life. And hopefully I'm at a point now where I'm doing a good job representing the wines when I do the tasting notes and things. Um, but there are good days and bad days and it's not a perfect science. And if you ask the same person to describe a, or sorry, two different people to describe the same wine, we're going to, even if we're both amazing tasters, we're going to come up with different descriptions. Yeah. So so true. It's not a perfect science and it's totally 
creative and subjective and yeah. wine is subjective in general like yeah, that is true i'm gonna like a different wine than you're gonna like it doesn't mean it's a bad wine or a totally. good wine it just totally. means we like different wines it's so i shouldn't say it's a shame but um my husband is eight and a half years sober and his palate though for food for anything mm-hmm. is so fucking advanced like he can he can he just can take smell. a bite of something no he can <laughs> smell the wine well, and so know. he smells all my wine before i before i or while i'm drinking it whatever and he knows what's in the wine i mean <laughs> he could take a bite of anything and give you the entire recipe like he, and i'm like i didn't even know lavender was in that like he is so good and it, I, I tell him he could be the first smelling only sommelier because <laughs> he's so oh good oh his, his, that is hysterical like, senses Wait, that are be, so heightened that would be so well funny. and that's how you get to know like how do you become a better taster like yeah. if you're out there listening you're like how do i start to get smells and wines walk through the farmer's market pick up every piece of lavender mint Mm. arugula like everything yeah open that up like put it in your hands like be tactile Mm. um and that's how you become a better taster you're like uh, i still remember the first time green bell pepper people kept saying green bell pepper i was like what (laughs) they keep saying it and it's a Cabernet Sauvignon or a Sauvignon Blanc characteristic because oh. Sauvignon Blanc is actually one of the parent grapes to Cabernet um, Sauvignon. It's Cabernet mm-hmm. Franc and uh, Sauvignon Blanc like married basically and had Cabernet Sauvignon as a oh. baby. Oh. <laughs> so it's common in Sauvignon Blanc and then Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, and it can actually be in Cabernet Franc as well. And so I still remember the first time I like really took the time to like smell a, a green bell pepper. And then then like next time I had a Cabernet i was like holy shit i I get it yeah i understand like this makes sense so that's how you start to tie things together is just smelling things and being more aware right we should start doing that i know we'll just be the freaks i have a bad i have no but i have a bad um i have a bad smell sense whatever you call it like i can't smell anything okay well then you're not gonna be a sommelier i'm sorry yeah Yeah. for shitting on my dreams not in the cards for you it doesn't mean you can't enjoy wine oh i enjoy the wine i enjoy (laughs) the wine we enjoy it far too much wait how many glasses of wine do you drink a week a week oh do you spit it out okay i I would would never spit it out i'd be like how did i that is so disrespectful to the wine to spit it out i would just drink it all yeah i mean when we're like for example when we go to blend summer water so we have like Every vineyard that we use for summer water, we keep it separate. We have all these different lots. And then we go to blend summer water and obviously it has to be the best wine possible. And so we go and we taste every lot and then we taste all these different variations of different combinations of of lots and things we have in tank. And I mean, on a day like that, I could be tasting 40 to 60 different sips of different wines oh so you gotta spit so you have to spit got it or else you'll be on the floor yeah when you're doing blending sessions or something like that in that situation you have to spit so i um but also there's this element of like you can't really taste the full wine unless you swallow a little Mm, bit yeah um and so i always do like or i go to the conferences oh that's the best example i go to the conference in germany which is the biggest wine conference in the world it's like sixty thousand people at this wine conference in Dusseldorf and like we're meeting with all of our international winemakers that we work with plus other people we're thinking about working with plus plus right right oh I'm easily tasting 150 wines that day 
<laughs> in one day. So you have to spit, have to. but it's the communal spit buckets that you oh have. <laughs> you're I don't know about that. I don't know it's about so that. bad. But so anyways, and then the weird thing is that after you've been doing a long tasting, your body craves like real alcohol. You almost feel hungover, but you never get drunk oh, if you're yeah. spitting. It's very oh. strange. So we always have to go get beers after tasting like that it's like oh. necessary beers are a very important part of making wine <laughs> that is so Wait, what do you mean i don't get it it's just like you've had so much wine why already you just, like, need yeah and you like else. the fizz and the bubbles and beer it kind of like refreshes your palate so we'll do it over lunch too in between tasting sometimes to cleanse our palate but when we're really working we're spinning most of it yeah. um but like it's very free like this afternoon, I actually didn't have any, but I opened a bottle of this new wine light and space for the rest of the team to try. And, you know, people come in and taste it. But, I mean, I probably have wine like four to five nights a week on average. And I'm normally having a glass, but sometimes it'll be three. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes four. it's the bottle. <laughs> bottle, which is the case of being Okay, um, I want to end on the hard-hitting question. Okay. What is your favorite oh. wink You must wine. choose between all of your babies. Yeah. I know. You already or asked me. Maybe one that has a really special place in your heart. To you. Yeah. You know, I thought about questions you guys might ask me, and, and I you didn't, didn't think, think of the answer <laughs> for this. I know. It's so bad. You have just a very specific memory building, and you just feel this kinship towards it. Yeah, I mean, everything for me is forward-looking, as I said. Right. So, um, oh, okay. So we just launched um, Summer Water Bubbly. Oh. oh. Do you guys have a, a sparkling wine? We do. Okay, okay. We have Finks, okay, which okay. is our sparkling um, wine. Okay. And we make a couple of them. One's like a Chardonnay, one's a Chenin Blanc, and one's a barrel-aged Chardonnay, which is like more expensive and fancier. So we have a ton of sparkling. And like, okay, I love all the wines. Yeah. Like you said, they're all my <laughs> babies and children. I touch all of them and are super involved with all of them. So like really hard to choose. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm definitely biased, but Finks for the price is insane. The sparkling wow. wine, it's just like clean, refreshing. A lot of like Prosecco has a ton of sugar added to it. Oh. And so like this is just like not a ton of sh- like mm. not really sweet, really refreshing, dry, delicious sparkling wine, Finks. So Ooh, I'm love into Finks. it. I'm into it. But so we have this thing called Summer Water Society that for four months this summer you got shipped summer water of different formats. So that's where the mini bottles come from and the Magnum you were talking about and the different size bottles come from the subscription. And it's something we do just open it once a year for about a month in like May. And if you don't sign up, you you don't get the subscription and they're unique formats. So we were like, what can we do this year to make society really interesting and cool and make it different than last year? We were like, let's add a fourth shipment. So this fourth shipment is new and let's create a whole new product. And a lot of people thought that keep it chill was going to be in that, but we didn't want to ship them a red wine if they really didn't like red wine. So we came up with the concept of taking summer water and literally just sparkling it. Um, so we came up with the concept of summer water bubbly. Oh God, so it. it's a pink label with white droplets instead of the white label with pink droplets. And it's literally summer water. We've just made it bubbly and ah, bottled I love it that. and I think it's delicious and from a production standpoint it's challenging but that's what makes it fun yeah. and 
I'm just really excited about so it. So is that only the people that signed up will get this? Like it won't be available in wholesale or will, will it, it will be, be oh, available. Okay. So the people that were part of society have already gotten their bubbly. So oh, they've had it. it for a couple weeks. So right. I, that's why I looked around like, am I supposed to talk about this yet? Cause it's like super new. It's not on okay, the website yet. There we go. <laughs> so we're launching it in a few days on the wink website. Oh, so and by so, the time this comes out, it'll yeah, be launched. It'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Everyone go run and get some. So it will be available to members. Um, very very soon. Amazing. So we just did Society before, so they had like a three week jump on everyone to like so cool. new product. It's out there, but it is pretty limited at, like quantity. We're kind of doing it as a test this year to see if people like it or not. But it's summer yeah. water and it's got bubbles, so I have a feeling it's all, gonna be a hit. It'll be all over the Insta. <laughs> yeah, it yes, will definitely it be will. all over the Insta. Oh my god, this was incredible. The only regret I have is that I didn't drink I wine know. during this we entire interview. We apologize for being boring. It's okay. We're gonna we'll leave this wine. It's not you know we'll leave. This I call behind. the summer water. I'm taking it. Oh, oh, you have a big one at your house that you're not <laughs> touching, so I get this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See I how love I just it. did there? Mm-hmm. Okay, Brooke. Tell yeah. everyone where they can find Wink, find you, find everything. Yeah. So Wink, it's pretty easy. W I N C. Um, wink.com wink at wink on instagram um and then i'm brooke am on instagram b-r-o-o-k-e-a-m follow me um we're about to start harvest so harvest Ooh. started today how oh. exciting yeah what does that mean uh we started picking the grapes today oh, oh there we go Fabulous. yeah so mazel, mazel. we pick sparkling grapes first so we picked our sparkling grapes this morning perfect um so we're gonna have some really fun harvest content on wing social media and on my social media so um yeah if you are interested you go to wink.com um all the information about membership it walks you through the palette profile mm-hmm. quiz and what membership entails and everything and as i said it's like super customizable so really fun and Yay. really exciting oh Yay. my god i love it thank you so much for being here thank this was you so guys fun. and um you can find okay sis at okay sis podcast love you sisters love you sisters Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together